Okay, my last question. This is probably going to be the most simplest one for you to answer, but what if you're wrong? Well, what if I'm wrong? I mean, anybody could be wrong. We could all be wrong about the flying spaghetti monster and the pink unicorn and the flying teapot. Um, you happen to have been brought up, I would presume, in the Christian faith. You know what it's like not to believe in a particular faith because you're not a Muslim, you're not a Hindu. Why aren't you a Hindu? Because you happen to have been brought up in America, not in India. If you'd been brought up in, Indo in India, you'd be a Hindu. If you were brought up in, in um, Denmark in the time of the Vikings, you'd be believing in Wotan and Thor. If you were brought up in, in classical Greece, you'd be believing in, in Zeus. If you were brought up in Central Africa, you'd be believing in the great juju up the mountain. In, there's no particular reason to pick on the Judeo-Christian God in which by the sheerest accident you happen to have been brought up and, and ask me the question, what if I'm wrong? What if you're wrong about the great juju at the bottom of the sea? <laughs>
and we weren't doing what we don't we weren't doing what we're used to doing. We weren't I don't really feel like I had a lot of fun on the last couple of episodes, except maybe one. And that's when we just had our own. Don't get me wrong, our guests were fine, but it was still along the lines of We were trying to get a point across. We were trying to you know, we're trying to get different perspectives, but at the same time, I think this year, twenty eighteen, and we're in the, the ninth month of the year, I really only think that we only we've literally had two or three episodes and maybe one or two guests that were able to come on here and, you know, dig deep into a conversation to where it wasn't just surface level, you know. And I've actually had people reach out to me and like, hey, you know, why don't you and Jay debate? You know, I even I even considered, you know, to twist changing it up and debating, but it was like, I'm not really here for that. Like, I don't want to sit here and argue with you about what you believe and what I believe, and at the end of the day, you know, somebody listening is going to automatically say, well, that's your truth, that's my truth. What's the point? Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, I, to be honest with you, I don't agree with a lot of things you say, but I just don't think that we come here for that, you know. There, there, we, we're not here to say, I don't believe in what you say, so therefore I'm going to convince you what you think is wrong. And I really think that that's a huge problem. That's a huge problem with conversations these days. Like, it's a lot of conversations these days are either rooted in who's right or who's wrong. It's either gossip. It's, you know, it's it, it, it revolves around social media. I mean, social media takes up about 75% of our day now, you know, realistically. I mean, every time I listen, I try to, you know, branch out and listen to a unique podcast or a podcast that I think is unique, social media gets brought up. I think, I think the word social media has probably been a strong buzzword for the last four or five years now. Like, since 2014, I want to say since I graduated, you know, college, like, I really feel like that shift to, you know, from Facebook and MySpace, like, it was lighthearted then. I think, you know, beginning of the 2010s, you know, being addicted to social media wasn't even close to a norm, or being heavily involved on social media wasn't even close to a norm, and... I sit here and I look at some of the people that are popular on social media now, and it's funny because if I do some of the history on these people, their their um following came once um their following was started with either regular blogs like WordPress or even YouTube. I mean, vloggers have been around for a long time, but a lot of their followings just carried over. And I just sit there and wonder, I'm like, damn, how did these people get so popular? And I, like, I, I understand now that some people jumped on the wave a lot earlier. Yeah. That was it. Just like with podcasts. I, I really don't feel like one podcast is that much better than the other. It's just, it's all a matter of how consistent you are and when you started. I mean, there are podcasts, like I said, I, I was talking to my homeboy, Sean. I'm like, man, you know, like Tariq Nishida or Joe Rogan, like, they were doing podcasts, you know, past four or five years now. They're on episode, who knows? Right. And it's just... They, they they were consistent, their following got larger, and, you know, here we are. And they had something that people wanted to hear. Exactly. And there are. And I, I always encourage people, no matter what, you know, if you want to do something, start it and let people jump on that wave. Like, it's that simple. And, I mean, the, the, the point is, I feel like today's episode is going to be fun to listen to based on the fact that we get back to the root of what we usually do. And just talk shit, really. <laughs> like that's really all we do. But I think we do it. In we a are here to way. assassinate your character. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to think of the intro, you know, for those of you that don't know, that was uh, Richard Dawkins on the South Park episode uh, "Go God Go," and it's a two-part episode, and it's it's your typical South Park shit, bro. Like you know, Matt Stone and Trey Parker are atheists, 
And although they are atheists, I think that they still try to make light of everything. Like, they still never want to take things too serious. And even, like, they fuck with everybody. Like, they got transgenders on their show. They got black people on their show. Like, I mean, I don't even have to watch a recent episode to know they're probably not Trump supporters. Like, they're probably real liberal. And it was funny, man, because every time I think of um, liberal, it just, it just, it makes me, it makes me think it makes me. It always have to remember that that liberal is progressive, liberal is free minded, and a lot of times, if you take the the um, if you break up the word and you do like liber and like those things always pretty much have something to do with like freedom of something, like free from something, free from the norm, and I mean, I think today. That that's starting to not be true anymore. When I say that, I mean like I feel like you know three out of four people these days are you know identify as being you know liberal minded or liberated, and so at the end of the day, two or three years from now, isn't that just going to be the norm and that won't be liberal anymore? That would just be you're just you're just you're, regular. You're just regular, you know. And um, at a point of time, being an atheist was actually unique. Would you say that being atheist is unique now, or do you do you come across a lot of people that are atheists? I, one one of my homeboys is is an atheist. How do, how does how's how's his conversations? I mean, his conversations are, are normal, and like we try to call him out on stuff. Like we'll say, you know, bro, you say you claim you're an atheist, but you you got married in a church, and he's like, to me, that was just a building. I needed a place to get married, so uh, you know, he's like, you know, you took these vows before God to say that you know you're going to be committed to this woman. He's like, yeah, but I filed paperwork at the state. Like, <laughs> dang, dang! I, you actually, you actually told me this before. Yeah. And um, I mean, shit. I mean, it for in his defense, I mean, the way he sees it is there's no wrong to that. You see what I mean? Like, right. people have their truth. That's that's how he sees it. And like you know, those, those that believe have made this this building that's constructed like any other building to be a, a sanctuary to be holy and and. I forget, but but an altar or, or whatever to be they they all end up being a relic somehow. Right, but you know, like, but to him, it's just this is just another building. Yeah, this that makes is sense. this is no different. That's the from building a I got married house. in. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny, man. I was watching Rick and Morty, and uh, I forgot what episode it was, but I, I know somebody was getting married, and he was like, he you know you know Rick obviously he's most science scientists usually identify with atheist or they're agnostic and they just don't really just strongly feel that the world was created in seven days how the bible explains it mm-hmm. um but it was it was a part on there where he was like that he was at his i think he was at his granddaughter's wedding and um no he was at his best his friend's wedding it was his best friend to figure out the end of the episode but he was like everybody's acting like he why why is he being such an asshole at this wedding he was like i don't know why y'all you know act like weddings are so special they're just they're just funerals with cake <laughs> I was wow. like Jesus Christ <laughs> and it, it's insane because if you really look at it it's like I mean I always kind of looked at people look at life death I look at love death you know what I'm saying like meaning like you there's two there are two things in life that you would hope not no, not necessarily hope but that you would you're gonna experience in life, love and death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when when it when I know that's crazy. That's crazy, <laughs> but losing love will make you feel like death too. Man, I'm telling you, like to me, that's always they've always been the opposites of each other. I mean, obviously, life is living, and and then death is you know the sudden stop. But I mean, 
if you're going to celebrate life, hopefully you're in love. And when you when you're celebrating that love, you're probably getting married. When you celebrate life, you love that life. Exactly. And and in this case, when you're getting married, you're getting married in the church, and you're you're celebrating, you know, with the cake. Mm-hmm. And then when you pass on, you know, everybody doesn't do this, but some people do have their church ceremony. And there's no cake, you know, a lot of times. I've actually seen one funeral. I'd be so confused when there's no cake. I've seen a funeral where there was a black cake there. I've seen a picture of that. And I was like, that was weird. Yeah. But I it's mean, people bla- do like cake. People like cake, man. People do love cake, man. I've really, I've re- I really, I actually sit there and I, I wonder, like cakes, donuts. I understand why people love these things. Mm-hmm. Because they're just so fluffy and good. Like it, they're, they're, it's a it's a good treat. I really want to know who invented cake. Like what people are you doing. People underestimate fluffiness in this world. They really do. Like cake, you love cake. Mm-hmm. A good pillow is probably fluffy. Very fluffy. Do you want a bedfellow that is stiff as an ironing board, or do you want somebody with a little fluff to a little him? fluff to him? Especially when it's starting to get cold. Fluffy is underappreciated. That's that's why we're boobs. I like though. I like fluffy marshmallows. I like marshmallows. I like s'mores. Wait, you said something about boobs. Bring I said that's why we're boob guys. Like, the, the, I mean, that. I do love a good boob. Those, those, those things do provide a fluffy comfort. To just to just to lay your head on a chest of boobs. Can't knock that. I feel. I feel. I hate the fact that the alternative, not necessarily alternative, but a a con to having big boobs is breast cancer a lot of times or bad back and shit like that. It really sucks to, mm-hmm. and it leads to breast reduction and or some people can't afford them and they just end up aching all their lives. Yeah. And um, that that is a sucky thing, but no, when I, it's funny because that still relates to science. And I really wonder, I was sitting there thinking in the, in the midst of thinking about the whole ideal of how the earth was, you know, created and how God created everything. I always think about how things started. And like, I think about like, man, who was the first person that probably had to deal with, you know, back pain due to having huge breasts. And not only that, and I was sitting there thinking, being just bored, I'm sitting there thinking like, they say Adam and Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Were the first. Yeah. They were the first. Biblically, yes. Okay. So I just wonder like, there was an apple tree they were uh, they ate off of, right? Allegedly. Okay, who planted that apple tree? <laughs> I mean, it was in the Garden of Eden. You know, like God was like, I want this garden over here. And I'm going to put some apple trees in here. Dude. I like apples. Wow. <laughs> you see where that could get early. <laughs> just saying. Like, like, like so, so God never wrong. <laughs> man, I'm just, I'm, dinosaurs? <laughs> Dinosaurs, really? I'm gonna put dinosaurs on it. <laughs> that motherfucker's like sixty feet tall. <laughs> you know, they don't look that like me, bro. No. But anyways, I'm not here to argue whether it's it's wrong or right. But it just gets me thinking about the beginning of things. And even when I watch, I went to go watch the Nun the other day. Um, it's, I think it's just Nun. But oh, it's, it's the nun. It's the nun. Okay, and it was it, one of the things in the nun that was interesting to me. It was something I forgot about that I learned in college, was how there was the the movie. I want to say the movie actually got it wrong, but when they went to the castle where the nun was to investigate it, first of all, the shit was ridiculous because I just don't understand why one of the the biggest religious sectors of the on the planet which is the Vatican, 
needs to send uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> like, Somewhere like, between witch hunters and ghost chasers. I'm like, ghost I just busters. don't understand why the Vatican is putting their beloved nuns and priests in this situation to go, you know, perform, you know, these exorcisms and stuff. I'm like, who signs up for that? Mm-hmm. I guess who signs up to be a Ghostbuster but or a Mythbuster. I don't want to be in those situations. I mean, maybe that's your passion. Busting ghosts. Let me tell you something. I think the storyline of that movie was kind of kind of weak, but I gotta give them up, give it up to the people. If the listen, if that let's just say if that was a true story, for people to experience that, like they were some gangsters, bro. Like they literally chased demons that they saw. I'm like y'all in here around. tripping. Like they would see a demon and literally run through a graveyard to get this demon. I'm like y'all in here really acting up. Like I'm turning around. Like I see they they've always made this joke, but I don't even think it's just black people. I think any logical person that is spooked the fuck out is turning around quick. I'm just saying, bro. Quick. Like, just be. Let's be real. While we're on the subject of Jesus Christ and religion and all that stuff, if you was there after witnessing Jesus Christ get slaughtered on the on the cross or whatever. And then you know they say, hey, man, they put they put him inside this little cave, man. You know, and yeah, you he, witness him get put in yeah, the cave. Jesus did. And then you just walk back by the mother, you just see just Jesus moving the rock and just walk out. Bro. He over there post up on that rock. What boy's getting into? I'm gonna be terrified, and I'm gonna run. I'm not running to him. I just don't understand that logic. I feel like it's a lack of logic. If I witness somebody die with my own eyes, I don't want to be there. When he's up and just walking around, I'm going to be terrified. And one of the things that in the movie Nun, it it talked about how back in the days they used to have safety coffins. You know what a safety coffin is? Well, when they bury somebody and they're not really dead, it has that like the bell that yeah, runs all the way yeah, up above that, land, dog, I learned so about that in the school. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if you're bored, just Google safety coffins and you just got to read about the motherfuckers that actually were buried alive and had to use that bill. <laughs> like, that shit is terrifying. And it happened because the real reason, in the movie, they say it was because when the Nazis dropped bombs, it was a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, catastrophe or whatever. And they were just, you know, pretty much just scouring through fields and just picking up bodies and, you know, burying them, giving them a proper burial. But then some of those people really weren't dead. You know, some of the people probably had a heart attack, you know, fainted from the shock of a damn bomb landing 80 feet from them. But the real reason it actually happened was because of the cholera ec- epidemic. Hopefully you never met anybody that was has cholera because no. that is a very 19th century <laughs> disease. <laughs> cholera to me is... Technically, to me, it's 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 just food poisoning or it's just dehydration. Let's just be honest. And these people that were have you know you know have you know suffering from the cholera symptoms, they were getting buried you know prematurely. Oh. And they had to ring that bell, and that shit is crazy to me. And like, that bell plays a significant part in the movie. Like, but but see, even like you remember Kill Bill when they they buried her. Man, I gotta watch Kill Bill. It's been a minute. They buried her, and like. And she's like, you know, she ends up, she has no room to punch out of the coffin. So she does that hand thing where you. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That's the uh, one, one inch punch. Bruce yeah, Lee, one, one inch, inch punch. Bro, I get so much anxiety watching that scene. Bro. Because I know that you're under six feet worth of dirt. Man. So when you do break this coffin and all this dirt collapse on you, you're not going to have any air to breathe at all. While you try to climb and crawl and claw through all this dirt to get to the surface, That's tough. it gives me so much anxiety. Man, 
That is tough, man. You got to be a G to be in that situation and just come out of it alive. Oh, she was G. Yeah. What a, a capital G. Yeah, she was. I think she's one of the more iconic characters of our, female characters of our time, definitely. I, I'd just say characters. She was pretty dope. The Bride. Yeah. yeah. She was pretty dope. I just, I need to revisit Kill Bill. I didn't really, I don't really remember Kill Bill 2 that much. No. But uh, Kill Bill 1, for sure. Tarantino, was a, he's a beast, man. You know he's doing a Manson movie. Is he? Yeah, some some, some high profile. Yeah, Brad Pitt and Leonardo are going to be in there. Mm, yeah, and uh, uh, Margot Robbie going to be in there. I'm on the fence by Marco Robbie. For real? Yeah. You ain't seen I mean, she's, she's attractive, but as far as her acting range. Oh, no. Watch I Tonya. No, no. I have not watched I Tonya. And what about the one with her and Will Smith? Focus. Focus. I like the plot of it. I think she did a pretty good job. She did all right. What about her and Wolf of Wall Street? Her she role had a small really wasn't role. that big. That's yeah. what, that was one of her first movies. Yeah, her role really so wasn't So to grow that from that. I got you though. I got. I, I would. I definitely wouldn't give her to Jennifer Aniston treatment where you call her overrated. I mean, she. she oh, no. I, I tell you, she definitely. Her the 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 Allison Jenny to play her mother definitely morphed into the real life, um um, t- 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 l- l- I think it was J- Jelanya or Jatanya Harding the mother. Mm-hmm. She really morphed into that character to the point where it was almost scary when you see Tanya Harding's real mother, but I gotta give. Margot her props for actually like how do I say this she just delivered a, a role that made me you know intrigued I was intrigued by Tonya Harding because I never knew Tonya Harding was that because I only saw her on ice yeah and social media wasn't prevalent then so we didn't get that the chance to see their background but Tonya Harding was a G too though she was on some gangster shit and like I didn't know I mean like Gangster shit or like white gangster shit? White trailer park gangster shit. Oh, uh, okay. Definitely. Probably on some white boy Rick shit. Some, some, you can check that out. I really want to see white boy Rick. To be honest with you, I want to see a star is born more than white boy Rick. But I, I can see real. I, I like Lady Gaga. Okay. And I like Bradley Cooper. I still haven't seen Black Klansman either. Yeah, you like it, man. Oh, movie Pass flexing on me. Movie Pass is, is trash. I, I but I know how to use it now, though. But like Black Klansman's been out a while and Movie Pass still won't want me to see it. It's 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 trash. Movie pass is trash, but you gotta know how to manipulate movie 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 trash. I just call it movie trash. The movie I, trash. Pass. How do you maneuver movie pass? I, I remember that we're on the subject of Jesus Christ, and we'll okay. get back to that. Okay. But if you have a movie pass, the key to it is one: it's not convenient. You gotta keep that in mind. It's not convenient in the sense of if you don't if you're not really in close range of a movie theater, it really sucks because when you figure out, okay, hey, I want to watch Venom when it comes out. So the day that Venom is about to come out, you'll have to go to the movie theater at daytime hours to secure your pass because you can only get the movie ticket when it costs the daytime price, which in most places is less than six bucks. But if I get the daytime price, I have to see it during the daytime. No. Like I can't buy the, you I can't can, buy you, the, the, let's say I want to see the Friday at eight. Yeah, I watched none at eight o'clock and I bought the ticket at uh, 12 o'clock. So I have to buy it during the day? Yeah, because... I thought the, that price is the same. I thought the price was based on the time the movie shows. Nope. The price is based off of when you buy the ticket because during the day, it's a discount day ticket. You get a discounted day ticket for buying it early. Mm. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Okay. You know, most of the time when I go watch... If I go buy a daytime ticket, I'm watching it at daytime. I never knew why a daytime ticket was basically five bucks. That's why I, I was like, you know, to, for I thought the matinee was like a movie that showed between this time, right? 
that or is that true. That one you buy the ticket. That is true. Matinee matinee showing times get the matinee price, but if you buy the ticket during the matinee period, you get that price as well because that's where you bought the ticket. Wow. That's how that's how I was able to manipulate the movie pass at a Cinemark. Blown. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm here to teach, man. I'm a wow. movie guy. I'm a movie wow. guy, and I, I had to watch that movie because I knew that I was gonna see. A lot of times these days, when something is super, super hyped up, I'm on, I, I feel intrigued. I have to partake. Like I'm gonna listen to the Carter Five, even though I don't care about Luann. I'm just gonna listen. I, to I it. just hope the Carter Five aren't those songs that's been he's been sitting on for however many years. Would it be? But would it be peeled up, Little Wayne? Though, wouldn't that be a good thing? If you got vintage Wayne, I don't know. Because do point, you want I don't know. new Wayne? Because I, I, I was telling J Mark the other day that I don't feel that his features have been solid enough for me to even be interested in Carter Five. But if I get some vintage Wayne in there, that's fine. Because like I said, I mean, my own, the only little Wayne album I've ever liked was Carter One. But see, I see, I was a Carter Two guy. Mm-hmm. I like Carter One, but I like Carter Two best. And I like Five Hundred Degrees too. Um, what was it? Lights Out. Lights Out was a good one too. So it was, was five hundred degrees lights out. Then Carter one. I think so. Yeah, five hundred degrees was definitely young. Again, don't quote us on that. Yeah, yeah. But because because hold on, hold on. I also like the Free Weezy album. Because four hundred degrees is juvenile. Yeah. So he did have a five hundred degrees. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, don't quote me on any of this shit. I don't have Google. In front yeah, of it, it was. I think I think the album was Lights Out, and it had the Block Is Hot song on that one. I think. I'm not Googling this shit. Oh, Anyways. I'm not Googling this shit either. Anyways, yeah. So. Y'all got some Googles. Y'all got good iPhones. So, Lil I don't Wayne. know if you got the iPhone X Max, but you got an iPhone. Bro, that's it. a big phone. That's a big-ass phone, bro. That's a big phone. That's, that's, that whole huge, man. That whole, like, this laptop. It really is. Yeah, but that I think we gravitated towards that because businessmen used to have the small, secure Blackberries back in the day. Now they need these... Tables, table, tablet size phones because of the you're type reading of shit documents doing. and stuff from your phone. Documents, now. stocks, and shit. You want to see detail better. You got people that have gotten to the point where they're you they're using these fucking cameras as as, as video cameras. Like they're shooting live fucking. They're they're shooting short movies with these. Like four K definition. A, yeah, an iPhone is is actually if you're gonna benefit off of it. I mean, honestly, we are in the future going to benefit off of having a more advanced iPhone because we'll use it to video things and just we're going to it's going to be an investment. I think it's 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 nothing I don't even I don't even knock people that are going to use the iPhone as an investment because it makes sense. You're putting that much money into something just like a car. If you can make money off of it, why not? You should. I'm a I'm an advocate of that any day. Um but yeah, you know, as far as that goes, you know, like I said, things that are hyped up, I, I I generally tend to you know give them a chance these days because I just wonder what the hype is about. I wonder why everybody's on the wave. So I you know I do my research on it, check it out. But that's neither here nor there. But um, double back to Jesus. Oh yeah, double back to Jesus, man. It it was funny, man. When 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 we had Amber on, she had um, I don't know if we were on air when we said this or off air when when I asked her about you know her religion. We were off air. Or was that what you were in the show? Recall. I can't remember. But um, I asked her, you know, about dating a guy. You know, does he have to be the same religion as you? And, um, you know, she basically said, yeah, in a sense, he has to be a believer. Yeah, that's what, I think that's you what You know, was. And, um, and then I hear about your boy that's an atheist that he's, and he's married, and I'm just like. His wife is a Baptist. Interesting. And, 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 uh, and they're also interracial. 
oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it's so easy for me to say what I'm about to say because I really truly mean it. When I think of Jesus automatically, I think of love and kindness. Those are the two things I think of automatically when I think of what he stood for. And it baffles me that, let's just talk about Americans, that Americans today that tend to say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Muslim, I'm any of these things, they don't ever, it's almost like it's a struggle for them to be loving and kind. You know, like I was reading a, I was reading a slew of tweets. I tried to post it on Instagram, but Instagram was being a bitch. I was trying to post it on Instagram. Um, you know, we got Hurricane Florence, Isaac, Hillary, Henry, all these hurricanes finna hit the shit out of America. Everywhere. No, yeah. Not just America, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I see, you know, obviously Carolina, the Carolinas are pretty red. Um, they're red states, meaning Republican. And all I see is these slew of tweets and some some people with these verified accounts, I don't understand why some people get blue checks because I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> but um, they have verified accounts. And there was people in there like, you know, hey, man, thank God. And I, I see this last time when, when Harvey, not Harvey, it was uh, one of the ones that hit Florida. With the hurricane that hit Florida, it was before Harvey. This is neither here nor there. But I just saw a slew of tweets where people were just like, you know, thank God the hurricane is hitting those Trump supporters. Those bigots, <laughs> those racist bastards, that this, that, this. It was just a bunch of hateful tweets coming from people that are saying, thank God, and people that are, I'm assuming, identify as believers. I mean, you are thanking God. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know too many atheists that are going to thank God about something. I know, I mean. Granted, my homeboy that is an atheist, he says, I swear to God all yeah. the time. <laughs> See, to me, to me. I swear to God is just putting emphasis on the fact that they really mean what they're saying or they want you to believe them. Just that like it's somebody, not a literal swear. Yeah, just like it. But when somebody says, thank God, it's like I really feel like they're giving props to the Lord for sending these hurricanes at the Carolinas. Uh, I mean, you kind of got to look at those the same way, though. Yeah, they might just be saying them off the rip as, you know. But I mean, I don't just assume people are atheists. Atheists is atheists. Believe it or not, atheists is just like somebody that identifies as trans or gay or something. That's a small minority of this country. I believe like, it. It's a lot. I mean, how many Christians are in this country and Muslims? A bunch. Yeah, in the millions. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume safely estimate that a majority of those tweets I I saw came from believers, and it just it 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 it, it bothered my core <laughs> that people are just so hateful. In the name of God, though, and it's like, how can you sit here and even just being an American? I feel like it's, in all honesty, I feel like it's un-American to really just sit there and just be so full of hate. It's like I say 240 that, Christians, 240 million Christians, 3.45 million Muslims. Muslims, yeah, yeah. But around the world, Muslim is still the biggest religion. Yes. Okay. So, like I said, it really bothers me. Like, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking it's un-American to be so hateful, but I'm starting to realize that it's very American to 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 be um, to to involve yourself in online hate and online bashing. Like that's very American these days. Oh yeah, that's insane. That, to give that two senses, it's bro. Like I was talking to my cousins while we were um, at, my, at the hospital visiting my grandma, like about how ridiculous Facebook is and how it makes you look at people that you thought you knew differently because they'll have their two cents about things and it goes to the extreme of I mean the, the whole Kaepernick thing 
you know, it's not about police brutality like it started out. It's about hating just the country. That's about hating the country. Like it's been one thing that's been turned into another thing and it's kinda like, okay, whatever you originally set out to do isn't getting your point across. Because it's ballooned into something else. And he and he to me, the one of the things that really bothers me about that is he hasn't really done a lot to try to stop it because I really feel like he partakes in the hate. That's why that's why I say it really bothers me when you align yourself with people that are so full of hate and rage. Um, I wanted to talk about this last time on the uh, episode with Ash. With Nina? Really, huh? The episode with Nina? Yeah, Nina, with Nina. Man, I hope they put some medicine in that dog soon. She needs to calm down all the way the fuck down. <laughs> that dog needs some Xanax. Straight up. But anyways, I was sitting there thinking about, you know, when I think about people being so full of hate and so full of rage, I mean, yeah, I say that when I think of people that are Christ loving people, I, I would think that they are they will be kind. They will be, you know, you know, loving people and not necessarily judgmental and wicked towards one another. And when I when I when I think about it, it really makes sense to me nowadays why people are the way they are because people do people are so obsessed with things that are ungodly these days. Like to me being shallow is is ungodly. To a, in a sense, when you're shallow to the point where you're so vain, yeah, you know, I think when people self-load, like people are, people find. I mean, I swear, I posted something on Instagram the other day about uh, the squanch. The squanch is a mythical creature that is, you know, he weeps all day and he's lonely, and you know, he's so ugly he doesn't want anybody to see him. But when I got that post, I, it was it was a, it was on a thread that had like a million comments under it, and all I read under the what do you think I saw under those comments? Me. That's all I fucking saw. I'm like, this what is, is so wrong? me? This is me. Where did you find a picture of me? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people these days to where it's like, to me, there's no in between. Like, you don't, I don't even really see modesty in that much anymore. It's like people are either, I'm ugly, I ain't shit, you know, and they're. And truly mean it. Yeah, that's crazy like, to me. Like, I was dating this girl. Oh, I wouldn't even say we were dating. I was trying to date her. She wasn't trying to date me. Wow. But, like, I would say, you know, oh, I ain't shit, or, you know, this, that. And she, and she like, I guess just the way she was brought up or whatever. She's like, no, don't say that about yourself. You're a great person. You know, you're this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, well, I know that. But it's like, I, I, I wasn't saying that in a serious sense. That was kind of like my, I swear to God. Like, oh, shit, I ain't shit. I was like, no, I don't really think that I'm not shit. But I'm also humble enough that I'm not walking around saying I am the shit, you know? True, understandable. And then, then like, she, she was like, you know, I think you really need to do some soul searching. And, Jesus, you sort of a hippie, huh? Uh, hippie ask yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, I need, you think you need to do some soul searching and, you know, really reevaluate how you view yourself and... She, she probably thought that you were being self-destructive, though. She really thought that. Yeah. And to me, like... No, no, I'm not. You're just, you're just, you're, you're speaking loosely, and some people are very, very. How do I say? They, they hear words and they, they hang literal. on to them. Yeah, they're very literal. Like people don't really play around with words like that. I was listening to a podcast with, with Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, and he was, he was like very, very passionate about the fact that he doesn't, he doesn't play with words, and he hates the fact that we're at a place in time where words are not taken very seriously. Like I really hate the fact that, you know, the word racist gets thrown around in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I really hate the fact that people say dating in the wrong way these days. I don't even know what the fuck it is anymore. 
You know, like I'm seeing somebody. I see, I'm seeing I seen right something now. What the hell where it broke it down to so many different levels that I didn't even understand. It wasn't like that in the 20th century. It's like you single, you dating, you in a relationship. What That's the it. fuck? I think I think Amber but, gave a pretty good perspective on it. From I mean, both of y'all to me, being having those small town country backgrounds, um, it made a lot of sense the way y'all said it. I mean, I feel like. Then you seeing somebody, you know, you're seeing them exclusively. Like you shouldn't be like this is not. We're not walking through Sam's clubs getting samples. Like, you know, you with somebody, you with somebody, you giving them that chance. But, I mean, we are in the dating age where you can either swipe, swipe left, swipe right. You know, and it's that easy to get a date. And you are just testing the sample that you're testing the dating market these days because so you I, don't have the time to go out there and meet these new people, or you don't have the tell the personality to do it frankly because we live on our phone so much that your personality is you know 240 characters that you put on twitter that's real that's real man i mean that's funny because um after all of that controversy with elon musk being on joe rogan's podcast pretty much everybody just talked about the weed smoking and the conversation actually was better than that like Mm -hmm. elon talked about how we're literally just walking around side we're just cyborgs now because of the fact that we have gotten to the point where our human minds are aren't used for what we used to use them for in the 20th century it the the phone is an extension of our brains now and our phones are our brains now for some of us some of us come off smart and witty only because we have the phone in our hand and I, i that's why um i saw a post today where somebody was like man it's so crazy to me how a lot of y'all are one way online, but then when I meet y'all in person, y'all are just totally fucking different. Like she's like, y'all are fucking weirdos, and I was like, you got a hundred and hundred thousand tweets, and then you see full this of personality, in, in full per- of gumption. You see this person in their physical, and they don't say six they words. They lack personality, and it's because their personality is not coming from their brain anymore. Their personality is coming from their phone, like. People can't see a picture without turning it into a meme anymore. But at the end of the day, if you're just that same person, if you're just giving them everyday life, you're just sitting there talking to them, they're probably not even that witty. But they had the help of social media to make them seem funny, and they're really not that funny. I feel like being funny is actually um, a, um, a unique trait. Everybody isn't funny. Mm-hmm. And people tend to forget that because we're so used to people posting funny things online that we think oh you know that person's funny but in actuality that person probably doesn't is probably not even quick enough to come up with something that funny like being sarcastic is not easy no not you at know all. people are easy people can be you know sarcastic and dry as shit online but then you get them in person and they're just boring and dry like people have taken people have used this cyborg mindset to basically create an alter ego that doesn't exist in the real world and I see it all the time like I sent you a picture today not won't say the names but I see this person and they're so full of life online like seriously I see them online I'm like this person's unique talking about you know like in the mountains you know deep sea diving all this stuff and it's like it's man like I want I want to hang with this person but I was like I remember meeting this person and like, I swore to God, like the words, the, 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 I forgot how the quote goes, but 
the eyes are the window to the soul. <laughs> when I say this is one of the saddest people I have ever met in my life, like I really felt like, man, this person is sad. Mm-hmm. But then I look at their profile, and I'm just like, this person is so full of life. You never know. Yeah, and I, and Elon talked about that. Elon is like, you have gotten to the point now where, where people have put so much thought into their online profile. Like, it used to, you know, how back in the day, you know, MySpace, you know, it was pretty simple. I mean, your personality created your your, your page, your, your background, what you probably liked. There's your top six, your top eight or whatever. And that was pretty much it. You were who you, you were who you were. You didn't have that much time on MySpace, but now that you have so much time on social media, it's inevitable for somebody to like. Well, it's not inevitable, but it's starting to feel like it is for a person to be like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do what's popping. I gotta make myself this person so people can fuck with me. So people yeah. can be like, oh, this nigga cool. Like when I see black dudes doing yoga, you you never thought about doing yoga? Nah, bro. No, no deep stretching? No. No? I stretch. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's all you can get out of me, dog. No, I that one, no? Moving on. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page does yoga now. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, there's a. It used to be one of my favorite wrestlers. Diamond Dallas Page was he was nice, man. I ain't know I ain't know uh, Kevin Nash, one of my favorite wrestlers, broke his back. Oh, really? I didn't know he broke his back. He broke his L three and L four or some shit like that. About when he when he did the Powerball. Mm-hmm. I, I Powerball somebody before. I powerbombed somebody. Bro, I was up. We was bad, bro. Bro, I, you remember powerbombing somebody and then they start crying. You're like, shh, 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 chill, chill, chill. You're going to get us in trouble. Chill, chill, chill. You okay? You're all right. You're all right. Chill, chill, chill. Bro, I used to, I used to fucking, it's, it was either I was powerbombing niggas or I was rock bottom. <laughs> Nigga, you was getting that work, bro. I wanted to, I wish I could do that Goldberg so bad, but. You, you, whoa, yeah. you was out there wild. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit niggas with chairs and everything, bro. That's why I don't heavily criticize this generation because we was dangerous too. But I still feel like we were more like a hands on the stove generation. We got the burn and we were like, okay, we got to chill. Right, I got chill. These niggas be pushing the limit. Like, for real. Like, niggas be highly disrespectful on camera, in school, in class. Like, bro. You'd have got your ass beat by your mama in class, in school, by doing that in dumb shit. In front of shit. everybody. In front of everybody. Fuck a camera. You know? And it's it's so crazy, It, it was the whole, oh, you up there cutting up at that schoolhouse again. Exactly. Now parents are coming up there, well, well, what did he do wrong? There, there, there's not that automatic, I believe the teacher. It's like, oh. now it's more of like, I believe my child. Oh, yeah, man, because the teachers nowadays are just so fucking young and immature, though. I mean, no, the teachers nowadays just fuck. Yeah, they, yeah, man. I, I swear to God, I can't go a month without seeing, especially in Texas, a teacher that isn't fucking a 15 year old. And the cold man. part about it is, it's like, why are y'all so attractive all of a sudden? Our teachers was ugly as shit. They're younger. Yeah, I swear, ma'am, I know for a fact that my youngest teacher, when I was in elementary school, one of the youngest teachers there was definitely 26, 27 years old in elementary. So that automatically lets me know that that was probably probably the range, your upper 20s to be a teacher. Because in the 90s, in the 20th century, they definitely had more of a, how do I say, it was more of a high demand to want to go into the teaching profession 
once you got your degree already. So a lot of people will get their degrees and they say, you know, I don't really like this degree. Now I'm going to go want to be a teacher. A teacher was really more like a... A cop-out almost. Low-key. because I can go get this teaching certificate and I can be a teacher. Exactly. And a lot of teachers, you know, it was it was far and few. But it also depends on the demographics of where you grew up. Because when I, where I was at, man, it was predominantly black. And I had plenty of white teachers. But now the new scheme that they do is... If you're a black teacher, they're going to send you to a predominantly black school because they want you to be able to identify with the students. Want to see if you can relate. Yeah, and to me, that's a crutch. Like I was telling, um, I was telling somebody that the other day, and they, they they didn't necessarily agree with me, but at the same time, they never actually sat on the school campus to experience it. And in my honest opinion, I don't think that a kid gains anything from walking into a classroom and seeing memes all over the wall. No, there's no benefit for, for like when you walk into a school, depending on the grade level. I understand that there needs to be a certain aspect of fun and learning, but I think you can get so relatable that you get to the point where a kid doesn't take you serious. And I've seen that many times. Kids get disrespectful with people that they don't have a lot of respect for. And a lot of times, I mean, kids don't have respect for other kids because kids don't really understand what respect is. Kids are kids. They think everything's a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. So... Therefore, when you start joking with them too much, it's really hard to earn that respect back. You can't tell a kid a bunch of jokes all day and, and then, then try to sudden, discipline them. It's try to discipline them or teach them something. So it's a it's a, to me when I went. In, that's one of the reasons why I backed away from the teaching field for many other reasons. But I backed away from the teaching field because there's such a strain on how they want to how they how they want you to teach kids. They really don't want you to teach kids. They want you to really babysit them. <laughs> they want you to babysit them, not only babysit them. And move them forward. They, it, babysit them, move them forward. And I'm not even going to give you the whole, you know, prison prison industrial complex shit spill again. You can go back to two years ago. We did a whole episode on that. Oh, it was a 20 for 20. But all I'm saying is they're not getting you ready for reality anymore. That's why, in that case, I don't mind when somebody says they want to homeschool a kid. Don't homeschool a kid because you want to teach them more about black history. I think that is immature. I think it's irresponsible and it's stupid because, once again, you're still not teaching them or you're still not preparing them for the real world. And I would say the vast majority of the black population's knowledge of black history isn't as thorough as we think it is. They think because they have, they, they, they think, but well, since we've become cyborgs, they really, they're really just being arrogant to the fact that they have Google in their hands. Nobody's actually going into a library and grabbing books anymore. Like, that's that's become... You're a rare breed if you actually have a book in your in your. If you, people have bookshelves nowadays probably just to show off, but you're a rare breed if you're actually sitting there re- reading books. Like when I see people reading books, I'm like, man, that's that's pretty dope because you don't see that anymore. I don't care if it's on a on a Nook or or whatever you call the the Amazon Kindle. I don't care if that's what it's on. I'm just saying, people are actually reading books, audio books too. I have no problem with that. That's just far and few now. So if all you're doing is just, you know, getting a few excerpts off of Wikipedia and some Google sites that that you're going to reference, like, that's not, to me, you're not really teaching me anything. Like, did you actually go to museums? Did you actually, you know, go talk to some professors that actually have profound knowledge on the subject? You know, have a Q&A. Did you sit through a Q&A? Did you watch some documentaries? Did you read some books? Like, it's more than just, oh, I'm going to get these links, put them in front of my 12-year-old, and he's going to be learn. just as woke as Fred Hampton. Nah, bro, it don't work like that. No matter what, to me, to actually know black history, you gotta experience it. Like you gotta experience, you know, you gotta let your child be in a situation. Like for instance, my son, um, he was at the mall 
and I was kind of far away. He was like, hey, how far are you? I was like, I'm not too far. You know, I only live like four or five miles from the mall. He was like, hey, I'm just going to walk. I was like, hell no. And when I got, when I finally picked him up, I had to explain to him, I'm like, bro, like, you, you, you know, you're a big kid. You're a big black kid at that. I'm like, and I don't neighborhoods you. you pass through to get from your house to the mall. You keep going. I don't got to explain it. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, just knowing where you live and knowing, you know, your vicinity to the mall and been working in the mall area, like, you got to go through some. And don't get me wrong. I don't I mean these neighborhoods aren't dangerous, not not in the slightest. But these are neighborhoods where you don't tend to see a. I tell you about five eleven. He's five eleven. Yeah, five eleven black like kid he, going. Yeah, you, you don't see him there. Just so walking through. You're you're not gonna see that. Yeah, and it's and it's and I mean no matter no it's, no matter how bright it is outside, if you're an unfamiliar face walking through this suburban neighborhood, and I'm not saying that all cops are racist, but all I'm saying is. Everybody is prone to prejudge. You look out of place. Exactly. If you and if you severely look out of place, you have no identification. Saying, "Oh, I only live two miles up the road." Exactly. More than likely, and I always try to tell them at least bring his, you know, high school ID with them. But you know, kids are kids. All I'm saying is, you have to put them in those situations that you need to make them understand, and then you have to push your child to critical think. Me. So when I told him, I'm saying, "Hey, man, you know, you never know." Within those 20 minutes you was walking home, somebody could have broken into a car, fit your description. Next thing you know, you're in the back of a cop car calling me because you fit the description. And I was like, you know what the fit the description shit comes from? It literally just comes from the fact that so many black people, so many Hispanics, so many white people do dumb shit and then they get away and then now you have somebody that is not even necessarily coherent describing some shit and they just gonna loosely describe it. Oh, he was, you know, tall black kid. You know, hair was kind of high. His skin was just kind of, oh, oh, that's him. Bruh, that wasn't even him. He wouldn't even nowhere near this shit when it happened. What is that Dave Chappelle joke? He's like, uh, we're looking for a black guy between 5'8 and 6'5, somewhere between 130 to 230 pounds. Come on, man. That's, like, and that's how, that's how cops operate, though. Cops operate, most people operate off of a prejudice. And to me, that's where I feel like the word racist gets thrown around wrong because when you're going to identify somebody as racist, I always say that you have to understand that if you're going to identify somebody as a white supremacist, then yeah, you're saying they're racist. But people just loosely use the word racist as if they're saying that, oh, that person hates blacks. And I'm like, that's not just what racism is. He, They personally have to literally hate blacks and also feel that they're superior, which usually go hand in hand. And if you feel like you're a racist superior, then you're racist. Like, it's no, it's, I don't really understand what the argument is about that. Like, people don't understand that. Like, I don't care about reverse racism. I don't care about those extra tacky shit that people throw out there to try to justify being racist. Yeah. Like, you can't, if you hate somebody because of their race and you think your race is better, you are racist. You know, by definition. They're straight up, you know, and if you don't, it, it, we've gotten so far gone in society to where we might as well burn the dictionary, bro, because people literally, in order to support their bonehead arguments, they will say things like, oh, well, a white man created that dictionary. <laughs> that, that dictionary you wasn't meant. You read the white man's word. Yeah, that dictionary wasn't meant for us to read. We weren't meant to be speaking English, you know, and I'm just like, it's either y'all dumb, retarded, or lazy. Probably all three. Yeah, all of the above. You know, because it don't make no sense to me for you to let Asians, Indians, 
you know, Nigerians, all these people from other cultures and other races and backgrounds to come in here, master English better than you? Like, bro, they know what it means. They only been speaking English two years. You've been speaking that shit all your life. That's the only language you know. And you don't understand these basic words? Like, what the fuck? Something is up. It's, yeah, you know, I mean, that's the school system. That comes back to the school system. Like, that's what the school system was designed for. The school system was designed to babysit these dumbasses and push them through. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason you should run into somebody that is 13 years old and can recite all these rap lyrics, but you tell them to read, and they read super slow. Read super fucking slow. Bro, I was talking about how niggas be, you went to a a baby, shout out to Christian Too Real, by the way. Um, He had a a A diaper bash or a dachelor party. Boys is out there getting bags of diapers. That's real shit, though, because, I mean, his girl's going to have it, and they're going to get two times the amount of diapers. And um, I was even talking to J-Mark, because J-Mark showed up with, <laughs> J-Mark showed up with two boxes. Really? And and I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, boys have got two boxes. He's like, oh, yeah, because I know just how quick he goes through these diapers. Oh, they going to go through them. Yeah. This, this shit's probably going to last six months. If, if that long. Yeah, you know. But I bring that up to say that y'all boys was playing dominoes, right? Man... My you domino game fell all the way off. <laughs> I got ran off the table. Well, you shoot the air balls and you get ran well, off the well, no, table. No, the first game, I was I did I did well, and then I got a bad hand. Okay. I got a bad hand. And I ended up sitting heavy at the at the end of the round. Ooh. And then so I fell to the losers bracket. So mm-hmm. my next game I played again. I was doing well. I got a bad hand, and then I got boxed into a corner, where like it's like damn, I only got one play, and I know if I play this, he gonna get twenty. But I only got one play. And I can't play bogus. Played it. Boom, he got that 20. Damn, I only got another play. I'll play this. He going to get 25. Jeez. But this is my only play. And I can't play bogus. Play. Boom. Bust me for 25. Like, Damn. Yeah, and he, did, and he didn't even intentionally get me on that box. He didn't intentionally put me there. That was just the dominoes that I pulled. Yeah, yeah shitty hand, shitty hand. Yeah, yeah, shitty hand is a shitty hand. And he's yeah. like, oh, I'm stanging. It was like... Just, that was just the luck of the Chance. draw. Yeah, the luck yeah. of the draw right there. But I bring up Dominus to say that I grew up with some niggas that could barely count. I'm talking about niggas was, when I was taking algebra, niggas was still taking seventh grade math because niggas just couldn't get it. Yeah. You know, but niggas would get on that domino table though. <laughs> Multiples of five? My nigga. They tell I, you what you got in your hand? Nigga, tell me my whole hand. And you hot too because they right. They know my whole hand. Bruh. Oh, you're trying to run them trays, huh? I see. I you can see. barely count to 80, but you know my whole head, bruh. So try to so count it up what you got. Oh, that's 10 right there. That's 14 to 15. Okay, then another three. That's all right. 18. That's 20. And they're counting up all the money. Staying in me every time. And I'm sitting here like, bro, like you're a very good example of why I feel the public school system has failed us because they don't know enough ways of how do I say reaching children, reaching people and teaching them in different ways that will come off as effective. Like they don't know how to do it. All they have time to do is hire teachers. And most of these teachers are just drones. These teachers are mindless drones that are just in there to, to, to police a class and to teach shit that they barely understand and teach shit that they don't care about. That's why that part on Incredibles 2 was so fucking funny when he was like, he was trying to teach Dash math. Mm-hmm. He was like, bro, like, math is math. You teach it one way. Like, oh, yeah, Dad, we don't do it like this. What, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> but they really is... don't do math like we do math anymore. 
they're trying to find all these weird ways to do shit. And, and all honesty, me, the old school way. It is. It is. They're, it's easier for them because that's what that's the first thing their brains grasp. But I've taught my son some old shit, and he was like, "Damn, I didn't even realize that that shit is easy." Yeah. So I I know for a fact that the way we taught we were taught was almost so simple. It was probably too simple. That's why I tell my niece like she's learning math. I was like, "Oh, y'all don't do the y'all don't do the dots like you know this has a dot here, this has a dot here, this has a dot here, this has a dot here. You know y'all don't do that, and then you count all, all the dots. No." You don't do the cookies where you got five cookies and you got four chocolate chips on each cookie. How many chocolate? Y'all don't do that? They do <sighs> shit. I think they have complicated things now to an extent, and I'm just like, why? Like, I was even exercising with my son's basketball team, and I was calling exercise and stuff, and they were like, what is that? I'm like, it's this. I was like, oh, they, we call it this. I'm like, why do y'all call it that? It's literally this. Like, it, I'm literally like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> You're so about? confused. Like, like how, how do you change the name of this exercise? The only one that made me laugh. And I basically explained it to him. I, was, I forgot what we were doing, but I told him, I said, um, I said, sit Indian style. None of them knew what I was talking about. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, y'all crisscross applesauce, huh? That's oh. his, y'all crisscross applesauce because y'all don't even want to offend the Native Americans. Y'all out here on this crisscross applesauce. Seriously. This is where we've come. I, ain't no boys was crossing applesauces like that, man. My nigga, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> What the fuck does that even mean, bro? Crisscross applesauce. Like, that's childish to me. And that's, to me, when I when I even bring it back to, you know, thinking about, you know, Christians and people that are, you know, supposed to be, I feel like humans, period, are supposed to be kind to one another regardless of their religion. But when I bring it back to that, it, to me, it makes, I was saying in the beginning that it really, really makes a lot of sense that people are the way they are because we're grooming them to be hypersensitive. Like, we're grooming them to be like, see, people, when I bring up the Indian, sitting Indian style, you know, or thinking about the Redskins or the Cleveland Indians and shit like that, or that being offensive, you know, when you think about all these Confederate statues that are getting torn down, it's like, y'all could tear all this shit down that y'all want, but it still happened. Yeah. And you can't erase it. Yeah, you can't really erase it. All you're doing is grooming a, a society that feels like, oh, this hurts my feeling. Let me erase it. Like, you can't do that. You're grooming a society that says, well, if I pretend it never happened, maybe it'll go away. That is one of the worst things you can do. You're masking your pain. I'm not, I'm not going to learn from this lesson because I'm pretending it never happened. You need to walk. Th- you need to learn to walk through your pain or deal with your problems. You can't mask them with pills, alcohol, or anything. And nobody can mask them for you. You have to be able to, if anything, somebody can help you out, be your be your support, be your accountability partner. But you can't expect these things in this world to mask your pain. You know, a band-aid only worked for so long. Yeah. Eventually, them crutches got to come off and you got to start walking. You know, it's like, you can't, we got to stop grooming our kids. And this generation, it's not even just kids, it's adults too. Because a lot of these adults are starting to realize like, hey, if I just bitch about something long enough, I don't got to deal with it no more. Like, that's why that's why Maxine Waters is constantly yelling, impeach, impeach, impeach. Like, we're not in, in like, in, in China right now? You know what they're doing to millions of Muslims in China right now? Mm-mm. They're putting them in, in, um, in camps. They're putting them in internment camps, if I'm not mistaken. And they're in China? Yeah, in China, bro. In China. Like, I, I was reading this. I'm like, damn, I didn't know that was that many Muslims in China. But the funny thing is, when you think about it, China is very heavily populated. So their Muslim community is actually small in comparison to their whole community. You know, 
But it's crazy. Like, you got to understand that six months ago, before we decided to sweep it under the rug, there were black people on the slave market. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy to me because people think that this shit, you can just, how do I say this? You can just act as if these things don't exist anymore, especially if it's not being reported on. And it's like, hold on now. Like, these things are still happening. And the fact that these things are still happening means that we need to talk about these things. We need to find a real solution rather than just, oh, it's not the hot topic no more. We're just going to sweep it under the rug. That ain't what's up, man. And I feel like that's the problem with the world today because they feel like if it's not being talked about, then it's went away. Like, nah, bro. Keaton Jones' mama's still out there probably finessing people. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't forget uh, Sharkeisha probably, I don't know who she giving hell to right now, but she probably did knock somebody out she last probably week. still beating people to sleep. This, these people still exist just because they're not on the going viral right now. Like, these people are still around. They're still doing their thing. And like, 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 you know how they put the video in the group chat of, of Terrio talking about, you know, he's trying to lose weight now. Remember, what, four years ago, it was all fun and, fun and games when he was dancing, talking about, ooh, kill him. He about to kill himself. Yeah, he about to kill himself. Weight. You know, like just because he goes away and he's not the number one meme anymore, like exactly, he, he still life still goes on. Life still goes on. People feel like if you're not on center stage, that your life is not existing. No, no, no. Like no, no. that's not the case. Like people are still out here, man. Like people are still out here, effectively or ineffectively, living their lives, and that's just the reality of the world we live in. We're cyborgs, bro. We live in we live in an iRobot society, and we're the robots, and we don't even know it. We're, we're not only are we the robots, we are the robots and we're, we're pretending like we don't have feelings anymore. And when we have feelings, it's like so drastic to the point where we just want to commit suicide and give up. Because like, we haven't been bred to handle these feelings. Yeah, like we're masking everything. We're trying to put a Band-Aid on a broken bone. Like, like cyberbullying would cease to exist if it happened in person. It would cease to exist if it happened in person. Because if, if it happened in person and you gave people the, the tools to handle that. Because if somebody tried to bully you in person and you had the tools to handle that, mm-hmm. square up then. Square up, yeah. Square up. Yeah, definitely. Either either, either I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. But I'm going to gain some respect after this. I actually had heard of, uh, there was this kid uh, at my coworker's school. Um, it was a group of kids fucking with this boy. And the boy pulled out a knife on him. And I'm like, damn, that boy finna be, he finna get expelled. Like, his 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 school career is wrapped this year. It's pretty much done deal. And then she was like, yeah, they pulled my daughter in there, and they they were talking to her, and they let her know, hey, if you want to see see a counselor, and, you know, if you, if you feel bad, if you don't want to go back to class for the rest of the week, you don't have to. I'm like, hold the fuck up. I ain't even going to make this about race, because, yeah, she's white. I'm going to be hunted here. I just think that these kids are sissified. I'm like, you had a fucking, you had a knife pulled on you. You know. That's traumatic. Yeah, that's a traumatic experience, but let's just be 100 here. Y'all little kids are some little bastards. And y'all probably was fucking with this kid, and he couldn't protect himself. And guess what? He had the tools to protect himself. And he pulled out that knife and said, y'all keep fucking with me. Y'all finna get stabbed. (laughs) And that's just how it works. Everybody responds to their stressors differently. Some people going to square up with you. Some people going to pull out a knife. Like, that's just how it works. And in this particular case, I'm sitting here like, we can't just automatically think that this little girl is innocent. She probably was picking on this kid. Something She's happened. She's probably laughing about this Something shit. happened that turned this kid. Yeah, and they were like, oh, you know, she was not in trouble. She wasn't, you know, she was just a witness. Oh, yeah, sure. 
she was just a witness. You know, that's the problem. Like, we're not, and I'm not saying attack this little girl, but I'm going to say just Accountability. like. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to sit them down and be like, hey, I don't know what happened between all y'all. We're going to handle a little psycho over here. Yeah. We're going to look Because you talk to him like, hey, that's not how you how you handle your yeah, issues. Yeah, like little Dilly Roof, we're going to need you <laughs> to call the all the way the fuck down. Because one, you been to get expelled. But two. Ooh, you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but two, we've been to talk to the people that possibly was enraged you to the point that you need to pull out your knife. We need to figure out where this started because that's important to us because however this started, we need to stop it because every time people don't. We're not going to be so lucky to get to you every time. Exactly. Somebody going to get stabbed next time. Shit, there was somebody in, I think, um, in London or something like this week or some shit got like 17 people got stabbed. Nigga stabbing people, bro. It's mad stabbings, bro. You can take the guns if you want to. Niggas is getting mad stabbed. No, what I'm going to say is when you investigate things, if you investigate a forest fire, you don't just put the fire out and that's it. You're going to figure out. You want to know where it started, started, how it started. started. And when you figure out where it started, you'd be like, okay, we need to, you know, if if somebody dropped a cigarette, we need to put up a bunch of signs and say, hey, this is no smoking zone because this grass just tends to be more flammable. Yeah. What you going to say, though? Somebody. What do you ask the 15th person that got stabbed? (sighs) Like, my nigga, you ain't seen nobody else get stabbed? <laughs> but you just wait on it? It's like in any any action movie where you see, you know, three niggas get their ass whooped, you like, you go run up and be the nigga that stopped this. <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> you not fit. He whooped four of your homeboys. So you not going to be the one that stopped you. You're it. not. You're not. This, this movie's not going that way. <laughs> you're clearly the antagonist and you're going to lose. You need to do like old buddy in you know, Iron Fist with a patch on his eye. I don't know if you got to that part, but this dude with a patch on his eye, he realized, like, I'm not going to be able to stop this nigga. I'm going to just join him. Because if I don't join him, he's going he to hit me with a fist. He's going to fuck me up. <laughs> yeah, so common sense. The movies definitely lack logic. When I hear about shit like this in real life, I just realize how dumb we are as a society. <laughs> like, bro, by the third person, my nigga, unless he was stabbed, he stabbed somebody, run about 100 yards, stabbed somebody else. But damn, 17 and a I mean, you got to scream or something. And I'm like, what's going yeah. on? You know, oh, he stabbed are these stabs or are they just you just getting slashed but shit they said injured I wonder I, mean, I guess if you do get if you slash if you get a paper cut is that an injury that's an at injury. a workplace that is I mean if you the life sharp enough you know you might need a couple stitches that's an injury that's you're an right injury. you're right but that's yeah it. man I just don't know man but I, I'm not a fan of this hypersensitive you know society I'm more of a fan of if you're gonna treat these children like adults treat them like adults don't coddle them one second and the next second, start telling them, you know, hey, you know, here go a condom. Like, I just feel like those two things are are kind of weird because, like, you, you got to have a, a balance there. You got to know what type of mindset you're dealing with. Like, we're dealing with a society of people that are very immature. Very. Like, you go on Twitter to, 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 to thank, you know, to be like, hey, you know, thank God a hurricane is about to come bash y'all. Bruh, your best friend probably got a mama out there in Carolina, you these, dumbass. These are still people. Like, what? One of the real problems is people are putting starting in this current climate that we're staying. People are putting way too much emphasis on who's a Republican and who's a Democrat. That shit is getting out of hand. That shit is irrelevant in the whole scope of things. It's irrelevant. It's a it's a it's a bunch of people like we said several episodes ago who never learned how to hold that L. Oh man, when you're hypersensitive, how do you, how can you know how to take a loss? Like dealing with a loss is not something that a hypersensitive person can do. Like hypersensitive people, they self-loathe. They, they, they don't respond well to criticism. 
they tend to bully people too because that's their way of, you know, you know, that's they lash out because that's what they do. So they expect a, a hypersensitive person to really be the type of person that's responsible with their feelings is you can't this society's not gonna do that. It's not. That's why I tell you all day that like it's, we're 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 gradually moving backwards. But at the same, it's like it's like we're moving backwards and like kind of diagonal because I can't even I, I don't remember any time in history where we are this far gone. And I blame a lot of known technology and the fact that we're cyborgs. Yeah. Just saying, bro. But um, therapy for kids. I guess it's I guess it's a good thing that you know they do get introduced to like therapy or the um the uh, the ideal of seeking help and not responding back with a knife later on but I don't know man. I just don't think everybody's getting that option it's easy to turn that into a racial thing because I know somebody's probably out there thinking oh if that was some little black kids shit they probably would all went to jail there wouldn't have been no therapy eh, that may be the case but let's not dwell on the obvious and, and, and it's also who's handling those kids too exactly I think I think if I can't even say that because that'd be a lie because like I said I've been treated worse by black cops you know, I've been treated a lot. I've been treated bad by cops, never to the point where I was killed, obviously. But I mean, um, we do. We like I said, man. I'm sitting here thinking, like, damn, when you're when you're in, when you're in this hypersensitive society, and then you mix prejudice with that. I mean, it's easy to 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 go to the to the wrong apartment, quote unquote, wrong apartment, and then shoot your ex boyfriend. Like those things are easy to do because you can deal with a breakup. I don't know what happened, but I'm just saying. I mean, you know, all, all we can take in is what we get from the media. Exactly, and that sucks. I don't. The media, to me, the media is not a reliable source on anything anymore. You know, I see that. Okay, she worked a 14-hour shift, got off at 10 o'clock. You know, she lived on the fourth floor, but she parked on the third. Went to the apartment when, that was directly, you know, below her. How old was she? She 50? No. She. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like, okay. there's. I mean, you work, you know, seven to seven and a.m. to ten p.m. You're gonna be tired. I give you, you expect that. me to believe? But are you gonna be delusional? You expect me to believe this? The people in this current generation that could wake up, go to church, go to go to brunch, get full of mimosas, hit a day party, get even more intoxicated, then hit go home, take a shower, hit the club, and then after the club, hit the after hours, go home. Wake up and do it again. You think I expect those people with that type of energy to to be the to be that tired off of a fourteen hour shift and sitting in the car probably? See, no, this, I need you to keep that same energy. Let, let, let me tell you what I didn't understand about it all, and this is what I just read yesterday. Like I said, she went to the wrong apartment. Said she was going to key in, but the door was already slightly open. So when she attempted to key in, it's like it opened anyways. This is just what I read. I don't know how accurate this is, so don't quote me on any of this. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's like, okay, this is a perfect storm of stuff. You parked on the wrong floor. You went to the wrong apartment, and it just the door just happened to be open. And then so they said that she went in. It was dark. Seen a figure. Gave him orders to stop. Didn't stop. Put two in it. Blah, blah. Jesus. Said then she immediately called 911 and asked for assistance. This is where it gets crazy and what I read. Now, this is just what I read on Yahoo, so it might be wrong. Mm -hmm. When she was on the phone with 911 said that she then when they were asking her where she was at she got up and went back to the door to see what address she was at 
Now, if you thought you were in your own apartment, why do you need to return to the entry door to see where you're at? That makes no sense to me. Makes no sense at all. If something happens in my apartment and they ask me where I'm at, I'm going to say, this is where I'm at. This is my apartment. I'm giving you my address. Unit number such and such. Why do I need to go back to the door and check? Now, this could be wrong. You know, yeah, this course. could be the media spinning this, but this that was my thinking. It's like, that, that doesn't add up to me. I, I think, um, once again, when you live in a society, the, the one we live in today, this current generation is very sissified and they're soft. We already know that they can't take an L. We already know that a lot of them are ungodly. We already know that a lot of them, you know, when it comes to, you know, dealing with their feelings, it's not easy. Um, you got to understand that when you put these people in the position to protect and serve, you're dealing, you're, you're asking for, you're asking for it. We as a population, as a civilization, we're asking to be murdered by cops by simply allowing the wrong people to get put in these positions. And it's really out of desperation. I think I know niggas that have been to jail that would probably be better police officers than what I'm seeing today. The fact that I see it once a month, is starting to, it's, it's annoying. It's like, these cops are aware of what's going on in the media. They've been aware of what's going on in the media since fucking Trayvon Martin. Yet, they still take it upon themselves to go into situations where they draw their gun first without thinking. It, 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 it baffles me because, in this woman's case, which I don't know her name, it baffles me because it lets me know that people aren't who they are. Like, who people... She probably sits in her car for 15 hours on a 15-hour shift on Instagram all fucking day or tweeting all day or Snapchatting all day. Probably responds to two or three calls a night. I mean, she's in a suburban Dallas area probably doing her patrols. What is she really What is she really doing? Probably stopping a few drunk drivers here and there. Is she really that tired? And is she over 50? If she's not over she's 50. She's definitely not over 50. I'm not giving her that excuse. She's definitely not over this 50. Current, this is the turn-up generation. Niggas party all day. And you telling me you're on a 14-hour shift, and that's, I know plenty of people that work 14-hour shifts. Get off and go play basketball. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We ain't all built the same, but come on, bro. Seriously, you that damn tired? As much as y'all be out here drinking Starbucks, <laughs> better get that double espresso shot and stop bullshitting because you know she probably drink coffee. And if she ain't a coffee drinker, shit. She I'm pretty born, sure she know what energy drinks are. She was born in 1988. I'm old. She's, I'm old. She's 30. But the, matter of fact, let me look. Let's 30 see. years old talking about I'm tired of a 14-hour shift. Yesterday, I was awake for 17 hours. Really? 17 hours. I was you up seem for full, 17 like a fully hours. functional being to me. Your whole I, was, I was fully functional all the way last night. Even when I got in bed, I was still fully functional. I mean, honestly, I only got like five and a half hours of sleep last night. And I'm When I leave from here, I'm, you know, do a couple things. I probably still go to the gym. Like, it doesn't... I've, I've already been up twelve. I've already been up twelve hours today. I've never experienced so much fatigue that I walked into the wrong house. And I that, can that's, see going into the was, wrong. I can see going to the wrong car. And see, that's why I was thinking like maybe she was distracted. Maybe she was on the phone or or, or, or something like that. Because you know, like you said, we're cyborgs, and that makes you lose attention to what's going on around you. Exactly. So that's why maybe she was on the phone or something like that, not paying attention. That's the only reason I brought it up because I, I really feel like with us being so out of touch with reality that when it's time to focus and be realistic, you know, shit like that can happen. But I don't even believe that. I just think that you were a, a vindictive bitch 
and you didn't want to take an L possibly. And at the end of the day, I mean, the, the only thing that's going to cause a true outrage, and that's all people are going to focus on is race one, but people fail to realize that cops know how to play the game. Cops, cops, are, cops are similar to most religious groups, especially like fucking Catholics. The fucking pedophile ring. Fucking Catholics. Like, they're just cults, man. They're cults. And uh, in these cults, they're going to protect each other, whether you're black or white or whatever. Oh, they're riding together. they exactly. definitely riding together. Like, blue lives. Nigga, blue lives ain't a race. What are you talking about blue lives matter? Nigga, blue lives is a cult. It's not a race. You are a human being. More than likely, being a cop was like being a teacher in the 90s. You fell on that profession because it wasn't shit else to do. And I ain't shit on people that actually want to be cops. I'm just saying. It's not a lot of people I knew grew up. Like there are, there are a lot of people that really want to go into the military. Oh, yeah, because I went to ROTC. They were groomed to do that type of stuff. But and there then there are, are some people, people that got out of high school, knew they weren't fit for college, didn't know what else to do, joined the military. Join the military. Or they joined, like in the police academy. Yeah. I ain't knocking that. But at the end of the day, Blue Lives is not a race. To me, it's a cult. And when you have a cult-like foundation like that, you're going to be pissed off in the end when it comes down. They're not only a cult, but they're a cult within a cult because you have judges, you have lawyers. Those are all cult cults. They protect each other. They're, if they're a part of a government entity designed to uphold the law. But in order to uphold the law, you have to have integrity. And we don't live in a current society right now where integrity is something that people hold on to no. tough. It's not how on the moral compass. No. And I remember a long a long time ago we had an episode where I, I, I remember I said it myself where I said, you know, let's just not say that black lives matter. Let's say all lives matter. Let's say blue lives matter. You know, I remember saying that. Mm-hmm. But then so I talked to somebody, and this is a, a, gain, a gain of knowledge. It's like, yeah, you can say blue lives matter, but you also got to remember that being a police officer was a choice. Definitely. You Nobody can choose to be black. Mm-hmm. Nobody can choose to be white. Hold or, on now. Or... Stop that. Nah. Come on now. You see in Atlanta. You see in Atlanta. I don't even know that one lady name, but you know she black right now. She's been black since 2014. Trans race is a thing. That's what happens when you when you stare from the truth, when you stare from the teachings of tradition. I'm just saying. It was a choice that you make. So, therefore... I don't know. You threw me off. I forgot what I was No, you about to say it. No, nah, I forgot what I was I understand. Blue lives. It, it, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's I a understand. Choice. You said that before. Yeah. It's bullshit, bro. At, we, we know at the end of the day, fuck all this something lives matter shit. Treat people kind with love and respect. Stop prejudging people based off some bullshit you saw on TV. Just because a nigga got a tattoo on his face don't mean he bought that life. It's a lot of niggas out there that have tattoos on their face for the aesthetics. And thinks that they think it, it looks cool. There are a lot of dudes out there that sag their pants that won't fucking step on a roach and they're scared of spiders. <laughs> Let's just be 100 here. Those things do not make you gang affiliated. Those things don't make you thugs. Stop prejudging people based off of appearance because obviously when you live in a cyborg type way, like we, we're in a cyborg times. And it, since we're in this cyborg time, all we know is the shallow shit, the surface stuff. So if all we're doing constantly is seeing, you know, women with these prosthetic parts, and that's what we're judging them off of without even having conversations with them, we're gonna get farther and fur- we're gonna get further and further down the rabbit hole. 
and it's only going to damage it. It's only, it's only, we're only going to see our demise. We got to stop living the way we're living if we actually want to welcome the aliens here and they're not just like embarrassed to meet us and like, dog, we just need to just eradicate y'all because y'all trash. Y'all don't even like each other. How y'all not going to like each other just because you're a different shade? Like, that's retarded. But, anyways, man. And then the piano plays. Well, I think I think that was very words of advice, Ian, that you just I had. Did. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you got to come up with something else too. Yeah, I got. I mean, I, I'm. I would just say my words of advice for everybody out there is, you know, stay curious, never stop learning, um, explore places, don't just stay in your neighborhood. You know, get out there, learn things, experience things, and have fun outside of your comfort zone and we all know what what happens in a comfort zone like nothing grows there so take chances take risk and, ha- and I guarantee you you're gonna have fun that's all I got I had something but then what you said just kind of made me alter it but oh, man I scooped what you had I mean your uh, head boy no here we go <laughs> my words of advice are the hardest choices require the strongest will and if that sounds familiar, Thanos said it in Infinity Wars. But those changes, those those decisions that to make those changes in your life that you want to see the the better person that you want to be, they take a strong will. It's not for the weak at heart. Nothing is going to fall into your lap and make you a better person overnight. Nothing's going to make you smarter. Nothing's going to make you earn more. It takes a strong will, and you have to will yourself to do it, and not just want yourself to do it. I just snapped my finger. Just like that. Yeah. Half of no boundaries is gone. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's mad. That's horrible. Hey, but you know, sometimes you feel like Thanos. Gotta sacrifice half of it all. We'll sacrifice it all in his words. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?